0: Yeah, don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming. I ain't the one you wanna mess with. Use a joke. I ain't the one you wanna jest with. The battle's coming. You only got a few seconds to run. Yeah. yeah. Hello, Bengals fans. I am Matt Minick, and this is Coach Speak. Well, we have got an offensive line. The right tackle position was. it it seemed like it was going to be the hardest one to figure out the hardest one to track down, you know, eventually it was the last thing that they ended up doing here, but they did it and they figured it out. And and when Collins became available, it seemed like a perfect fit. It seemed like, you know, a great idea for them to move forward with it. And, you know, after uh, a weekend of recruiting and, and wooing and, Trips to steakhouses and Joe Burrow's house in the mall. Here we go. Leo <laughs> Collins is a bangle. Um, so that like that is a great find, great pickup for the Bengals. Putting him next to Kappa. All right. You've got you've got some attitude, you've got some glass eaters, you've got what was clearly the weakest part of your team, the right side of the offensive line last year is now a strength of your team. Throw Ted Karras in next to them at center uh you've got jonah who was your best lineman before and you know your second or third now yeah you know so pretty good uh you know pretty good position to be in there and then look the third you know that final position excuse me the uh the fifth and final position um and i'd say for now it's gonna be jackson carmen uh so you've got a really good position that you're in right now uh, where I think you can feel really good about at least three out of five guys you know I, I think there there are some questions with with Karras, uh, but it's definitely an improvement and then you've got the left guard spot and you've got uh, Jackson Carmen you know a guy that they felt good enough to draft in the second round last year they said that they considered a first round talent. And we've heard Zach Taylor and Duke Tobin both come out and talk about and say that they believe that the offensive line is the hardest transition from college. I believe it takes them some time. So you know they haven't lost faith in Carmen. And look, Carmen has a ton of potential. We, we saw him come in, and like there were some really good things when he came in you know, with the way he was able to anchor, the way he was able to take on some of those pass rushes in ways that we really haven't seen interior linemen in since he did in quite a while. So there is a ton of potential there. Um, I think Hakeem Edenji got the nod because he was just mentally uh, above Carmen. You know, he was a second-year player. Um, I think he was a lot better at picking up stunts, and I just think there was more trust there. And when we talk about, you know, the asset they've got in Burrow, uh, trust is obviously an important thing. So I think Carmen's going to get a real shot, you know, and and I've said this from the beginning. I didn't think that they were going to block him. Now, do you bring in a veteran? Do you bring back... Uh, a Spain you know what do you do in that position so let's let's get into that a little bit um, my my initial instinct was yeah I mean you want somebody if not for competition more for insurance you know in, in case it was a swing and a Mr Carmen uh, now we are not privy to what goes on in that building every day and that's really when you have limited snaps on the field I mean that's all we, all we really see you know, is when Carmen actually got in the field. So how was he improving day to day? What was he doing every day? What was his, you know, work ethic, his regimen? You know, like they see those things and we really don't have access to that. You know, even the, the credential reporters, they have limited access to how much of that they can see. So we don't really know that. You know, so to, to some extent we, we've got to, Trust them. Hope they are on it. Hope they figured it out. And, you know, hope that they are, are making good evaluations of that stuff because we really can't see the things to make that evaluation. Now, yeah, you, you want insurance. Yeah, you want you want some kind of solid backup situation there. Um, so let's talk about that, all right? Quentin Spain, I don't think they're going to bring – I think they would love to bring back Quentin Spain uh, after the draft – if they don't do anything else to address the offensive line. Or a Spain-like player. Maybe even a Trey Hopkins. At a lower salary. But I don't think they're going to do that before the draft. And here's why. There's been some questions about Linderbaum from Iowa. Uh, based on his testing. Based on his only playing really center. That potentially he could slip. And... Like He's an awesome player. Like That would be a mistake. But we see crazy things happen in the draft. I think right now, you're feeling pretty good about the O-line, but I think that's a potential improvement and that's a move you make. If you've got the offensive line you've got right now, presumably you do a little bit more on defense and free agency in the coming weeks. So you feel you know, decent about what you have there. And then you're sitting at 31 and Linderbaum is there. Now you take Linderbaum and essentially that's where Ted Karras and his versatility comes in, uh, because you've got basically a three-way battle between Carmen Karras and Linderbaum for two spots in the field. Uh, so you, you make Carmen, uh, the starting left guard, you make Karras the starting center you know, Linderbaum's trying to get that center job. Uh, meanwhile, you're looking at, at what's going on with Carmen, and you're ready to flex, if, especially if Linderbaum's looking good, flex, and plug in Tay Harris at that left guard spot and Linderbaum at center if, if things don't work out. So, I mean, it's, it's almost like you're, you've got Carmen and Linderbaum competing with each other. I think you've got a, a high four player in Karras that you feel pretty good about, and who you have on a very reasonable salary. That's the other thing to, to look at. I mean, he's a little high for a player like that you, that you would keep up the bench, uh, but he's not as high as, as a lot of the options and the names that I've heard thrown out by some people. You know, it's not nearly what you'd be playing, uh, paying Treader. you know, if you brought him in, which is why I was kind of, um, I don't want to say against. The idea of bringing in Treader, but you know, basically, we're, with where the team was at with the players they had, I didn't think it really made a lot of sense and it wasn't a very good use of resources. So, I think potentially that veteran competition, that veteran backup, might be already in the field with Karras. Now, this does go against what the Bengals have said because you know they have come out and said he's the center, um, but. You know, do they have a high enough a vibration of Linderbaum that if he's sitting there, that that changes their mind, and that that makes them think this way? You know, Karris is on a, I believe, a two-year deal, and it's got an easy out after year one, and a pretty reasonable number. So, I think that makes a lot of sense. And then if that doesn't happen, you know, you see what's available, and and again, you're kind of monitoring the situation, you're seeing what's going on with guys like Spain. You know, with a guy like Trey, I, I think you're going to give. Spain and Spain's going to want to see if it's an opportunity where he can have a dedicated starting role where he can make a little bit money, more money, excuse me, than you're willing to give to him. So I think he kind of had to feel that out and play that by ear. But that's how I think that that situation's going to shake down. I think now you're good at the tackle spots. Um, you know, swing tackle is is a question. Do you feel good? Because you've got the veterans now about making that. Uh, DeAndre Smith, you know, maybe bumping Hakim Adanji back out and competing in that position uh, Fred Johnson, you know, was tendered, you know d- does he get back and get in that conversation Be a little odd because he didn't really see the field last year, but, you know, you've got Prince there too, you know, so I don't know I don't, maybe you do something about that swing tackle position, and again, some kind of veteran interior guy would make some sense um, but it might be take care of us. So I think you wait to the draft to, to see what's going on with that. I mean, they've got some other guys that they like that are, that are young in particular. Uh, Trey Hill in there. Um, so they've got some youthful depth that they're trying to develop. You know, that's the second part of the comments regarding O-line development is, you know, that, that includes people not named Jackson Carmen um, and people that you're developing to, to other types of roles. I think you want experienced backups, and you didn't have that last year. But Prince and Pekinat Energy now give you that, for better or worse. You know, I'm like, to some extent, I think that might have been kind of some of the thinking with playing Ryan Finley um, when he was on the team. And you know, back in the day, it was you know getting him him some experience and maybe preparing him to to be a backup. Obviously, that didn't work on. They moved on from him, but. Um, I think that could have been part of the idea with that as well. So, uh, all in all, hey, great day. It's a beautiful day. I think we should feel a lot better about this offensive line. Jackson Carmen at that left guard spot, you know, that that is the question mark. Um, And we don't have the answers to that, you know, but but I think they're in that room and we're going to see how they feel, you know, and, 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 and what they do next. But Carmen is a guy they felt good enough to take in the second round. I didn't love the pick at the time. But I do think we saw some really good things I think we saw some really good potential Now what's going to happen when you put him on that line Instead of throwing him into the You know The the crap show that you put him into before um, Now you're surrounding him with talent What's going to happen And You know I, I think it could be very good I think it definitely could be very good Yes, you do not rely on hope All right, and what we have is hope because we don't have information. Um, coaches have information. People that are working with them every day, they have information. So they've got to make a good evaluation of that situation because they have enough information to really make the evaluation. And they've got to rely on that and trust themselves in that. And, yes, you do want some kind of veteran, some kind of other option in there, just in case. Uh, you do want to have some quality depth on the offensive line just in case. And those things are are gonna come at the right price and at the right stage of things. So I'm Matt Minnick. This was Coach Speak. Uh, hoping to talk to you about some more defensive additions uh at some point here. But honestly I kinda I was kinda hoping they'd shore up the offensive line in free agency and and hit defense real hard in the draft. I think that's probably the plan. Uh although some depth offensive line, some offensive line picks wouldn't surprise me and I think we're definitely gonna see probably in day two, maybe early day three, uh, a tight end go here as well. But I think we're gonna see a lot of defense uh early in this draft for the Bengals. So right, man, I'm Matt Minute Coach Speak. We'll talk again soon. Hopefully bust some defense. But hey, we gotta be feeling good about that offensive line, baby. Hoodé. Yeah, we're coming for what's ours. Yeah, we're coming for with hours.